the first time I got my first uh, arrest when I was like maybe 13 years old, you know, friend, friend took a took a car. We, we knew it was wrong. You know, he found the keys, but we knew it belonged to us, but we still still went out, did it, uh, a joyride. And after a, a big pursuit, man, uh, I had my uh, first taste with, with, the, with the law and it, it, it wasn't, it was more embarrassing than it was trying to prove somebody that wasn't, you know, going, going home in, in handcuffs and have seen all your friends from the block see you in a certain way. And say, hey, isn't that, isn't that the pastor's kid? So, uh, you know, I, I, I think I embarrassed my, my family and myself more than I made a name for myself, you know, and it's, that, that was pretty embarrassing in itself, you know, and, uh, growing up, man, um, for, for me, living the life I live, I, I've seen a lot, or I think I shouldn't have, you know, I, I experienced and made choices that I shouldn't have when I knew right from wrong, you know, I, I never got too crazy. I never got involved with, with the street gang, but I hung out with them, you know, as you hang out with them and you do things for them, they groom you to join. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a long-time methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. What's up? This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Happy Friday. This is your first time listening. Welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us this evening. Uh, Hope you guys got some good plans for the weekend. I know it's uh, nice over in my area. Not sure what it's like in the rest of the world. I know that uh, the weather's getting back to normal over in Texas. I don't know if it's still cold up in Canada. Probably. Uh, if you're enjoying what I'm doing, uh, you can help support the show by, if you're on uh, YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button in the corner and thumbs the video up. If you're on Facebook, do me a favor, hit, hit the like and share. Uh, if you're on the podcast platforms, which this will be coming out, uh, shortly once this is, uh, aired, uh, subscribe. Subscribe from your favorite podcast platform. That helps me become more visible on the platforms themselves. My Patreon. Uh, I'm doing some things a little bit different over in Patreon. I've got uh, a couple of tiers, uh, the five and the $5 tier. So for five bucks a month, if you help support me over there, uh, once a month, I'll be doing a Patreon only patron live stream, which will be an episode where you can come on and ask me questions. You can, you know, talk about whatever you want, uh, talk about some of the past shows, talk about guests that you want to see on. And that will li- uh, air live just the same way this is. And it'll be on a podcast episode. So go over, head on over to Patreon and uh, check out what the tiers and what I'm doing over there. All of the links and everything that's pertinent to this show and what we're talking about were available in the show notes and the description. This evening, I am talking to my buddy, James. 
another one of those things where I do not know how to pronounce last names, so I'm not going to try and butcher his last name. I will let him tell you. What's up, James? What's up? How's it going? Uh, good, good, man. How do you pronounce your last name? Science. Science. All yeah. Right. Some, some people say it's science. Some people say it's science, but it's science. Yeah, I when in my head I say Shinez or whatever. So I would have butchered it way up, man. Sometimes French when you say it like that. Yeah, right. Yes. So how I know James, and I've known James for about probably a year now. We we got involved in the same uh, Facebook group uh, with a bunch of other podcasters. I think we were all kind of at the starting phase, right? Yeah. Or at least most of them were. And I think I may have been the the elder there because i had been maybe going for about a year um and so yeah and you know we just kind of been keeping in keeping in touch like i've watched what you're doing you kind of watch what i'm doing we have the same sort of uh show um except yours is more faith-based than mine is um and so yeah once you tell everybody a little bit about you a little about your show and a little about your story uh because it's kind of lines up with mine i mean we both were knuckleheads back in the day and kind of had to figure it out. Yeah, man. So, you know, I, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, just a normal kid, but I grew up in ministry, man. And, uh, my dad was the, my dad was the pastor. So, uh, I grew up knowing that life. But when I grew up, I started seeing all my friends and them living, living a certain life. And I started to head that way for a while, man, you know, and I got introduced to weed at a young age, like many of us do, you know, that's, that's our first, uh, our first drug, or we, we see our friends doing it. So you want you want to live that part of life. So I, there was a battle of, of trying to please my dad and trying to live a life that I wanted to live. You know what I mean? And uh, for for a while, it uh, it got it got it got for for me for a young age, it got it got pretty hairy, man. I started uh, the first time I got my first uh, arrest, and I was like maybe thirteen years old. You know, friend friend took a took a car. We, we knew it was wrong. You know, he found the keys, but we knew it did belong to us. But we still still went out. Did it, uh, a joyride, and after a, a big pursuit, man, uh, I had my uh, first taste with with the, with the law, and it, it it wasn't it was more embarrassing than it was trying to prove somebody that I wasn't, you know, going going home in, in handcuffs and have seen all your friends from the block see you in a certain way, and say, hey, isn't that isn't that the pastor's kid? So, uh, you know, I I think I embarrassed my my family and myself more than I made a name for myself, you know, and it's that, that was pretty embarrassing in itself, you know, and uh, just uh, growing up, man. Um, for for me, living the life I live, I, I've seen a lot, or I think I shouldn't have. You know, I've I experienced and made choices that I shouldn't have when I knew right from wrong. You know, I, I never got too crazy. I never got involved with, with the street gang, but I hung out with them. You know, as you hang out with them and you do things for them, they groom you to join. You know, while you're hanging out with us and you do this for us, might as well join. But I never, I never, thank God, I never joined. And I had the uh, the people in my life to steer me wrong, steer me from that. You know, like for instance, uh, one of my one of my friends' uh, dad was in the neighborhood, and he knows my dad. So when I would hang around there, he just straight I share. He he grabbed me by the neck and, and slapped me around and told me that this wasn't the life, you know. But me being no kid, still wanted to uh, pursue a life, you know, do that. And uh, later on, man, what, what what scared me the most in my life was uh, watching friends pass away at a young age. When you're in high school, man, and you see your friends pass away, it, it it does something to you, you know. I, mean, I, I would hope it does something to you. It make you want to change. Make you at least want to do something. So seeing a friend growing up, man, since I was maybe like second grade all the way through high school, you know, shot and killed a friend of high school. Having to see him 
in the cancer world, that's when I started thinking about life or thinking about their situations and thinking about the road I was headed was to a place where I, you know, I was headed maybe, man, making a bad mistake and, and going to jail sometime, you know, but, you know, th- thank, I uh, think, I don't, I don't take his, his, uh, that lesson as, as curse, but I take it as a blessing because I've seen where I could have been, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. You're lucky. You're lucky. You, you figured it out before you, um, you know, gave away your, your freedom. And, you know, I, I always would say that, um, that when, you know, I, nobody threw me in jail. I gave my own freedom away by the choices that I made. Now I didn't realize that then it was, you know, oh these, you know, blah, 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 put me in jail and, and, and boo, 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 all this other, uh, not, not taking responsibility for my own actions. But, you know, the bottom line was, is that I, I, I willfully gave my, <laughs> my freedom away, you know, by the, by the bad decisions that I was making. Uh, we I, have, okay, sorry. Yeah, we got uh, Sandy Freeze, who's a friend of mine. Uh, she runs a group called Factually Innocent, I believe. I was a PK too, a pastor's kid too, and rebelled. Great expectations and feeling of never being enough. That's you know, I agree. That's true. That's true. Because um, late, later on, bro, like uh, when I went and I didn't follow my dad's footsteps. You know, I, I did. I did try the seminary school for a while, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, not that I didn't want to, but it wasn't for me because I didn't want to portray somebody that wasn't doing full wholeheartedly. You know, I wasn't, I didn't want to speak to people and tell them how to live if I wasn't, if it wasn't all there, you know, and, and my dad just being disappointed that I didn't take over the bounce. So no matter what I did, no matter what I tried to do, it wasn't enough. So hey, growing up in mystery, it's hard. It's, it's really hard for a young person, dude. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this about myself and sort of the same pastors kids and law enforcement kids always seem to be the ones that get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. My uh my my whole dad's side of my family are law enforcement. Um from my grandmother to my dad to my bro- uh, to his to my uncle, uh they were all law enforcement and so it was uh I I went the complete opposite direction, uh ended up in prison, addiction, all that stuff. So I mean, I, the, the struggle is real, man, for real. I think you mean, you know, prison. I, I I tell a story jokingly. I say I never been to prison, but I've been to prison early on in, in the early days. I scared straight. Like the early days, my dad sent me, and they, it's 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 whatever you see on TV. But the difference with for me, this one was it hit real because um, my I see my friend's father there, you know, oh. and seeing seeing people you know. And um, them telling you, like, look, it, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. When you come here, we're not your friend. You know, you're going to do what we tell you to do. And it made me see, you know what? This isn't the place for me. I, I got I to gotta start making different changes. I got to start, you know, making better choices in my life. Yeah, I went to that same program. I went to San Quentin, and it didn't work for me. Um, you know, I, it, I, for some reason I, I knew that like, you guys can't touch me. You can't do anything to me. You know, I was one of those little smart ass kids that, that, you know, Oh, what, what, what are you going to say? And I mean, basically what it was is, you know, they, they bring you in and as soon as you're walking through, you're walking through the, the yard or, you know, the main line, whatever you want to call it. Um, you've got all the, the guys whistling at you and who, Hey cutie, come here. Da, 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 you're going to be my blah, 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 all this. Uh, all that and so i mean it was i i think 
the the thing that I took away from it the most when I went there is is like there was a uh, a, a trans individual there, um, and I was like, they have girls here. Like that was the main thing that I took away from it, and you know they explained to me, no, that's not a girl. That's what what that was, but it was uh yeah, it didn't work, and I don't even think that they do that anymore. I'm not, I'd be surprised. I've never been, so I wouldn't know. No, I mean I don't think that they do the. I don't, I'm not sure if they even do that scared straight program anymore. Yeah, because, I haven't, haven't heard much of it. Probably not, man. Yeah, because I mean, and then when you got to sit one on one with them, it was a lot of yelling at you and and cussing at you and trying to like, like, like yell the the bad out of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean they 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 try to do the best they can, man. Yeah, I was I was a hard case, that's for sure. So tell me a little bit more about uh, life growing up in uh, the San Fernando Valley because I'm up in the north and you're you're down in Visalia by like Fresno and 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 that area right Merced yeah yeah right right in San Fernando Valley man it's a it's a unique bro um at at, at a time growing up I got, I got I didn't get because I didn't get caught in gangs but I did get up in uh caught up in a graffiti cruise you know hmm. and that, and that in the whole it's a whole other world in itself you know. Uh, Depending on the people you hang out with, and depending on what you do, you know it, it can get real. It can get serious, you know. I've I've gotten myself in a situation where there was bandloads of people looking for me, you know, because I was hanging out with somebody and I let them do something they shouldn't have. And that's uh, it's it's it was pushing close to it, you know. And um, late, well, later 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 on in life, seeing seeing all this drama, bro, and, and seeing all this all this gang violence, uh, I I I wanted to make a change, you know. At least at, at least in my neighborhood at the time, um. Instead of uh, instead of smoking with the friends and drinking with the friends, you know, I could I could not show them just the faith life, but show them a better way of life. You know, that we don't need to be drinking, we don't need to be smoking, man. Because uh, when I, my friend died, you know, it, it shocked me because I, I could have been a better person to him. You know, at least keep them away from that. And and it's uh, I'm just, I'm just glad that you know I'm not there anymore. You know, because yeah, it's yeah. for growing up in such a such a big neighborhood, bro. You got so many people. In one place that uh, it, it can it can get violent, man. You know, no no matter no matter what you do or, or no matter what life you live, like like for instance, like I shared to you on an email that I got into a gang intervention. You know, no no you know kids that are uh, on probation, man, that are that are headed towards juvenile hall or headed towards jails. We bring them in, mentor them, uh, help them with the schoolwork. You know, set goals. You know, one on one time, steer them away from gangs. But I found myself, no matter what I did. You know, no matter how good I tried, reality and life hits home. You know, like I had a, a buddy of mine uh, shot, shot in my front yard, you know, and we were just minding our own business, doing good, you know, trying to help the community. And, and this guy is shot in my front yard. And uh, you, you get, you get, I got caught up in the law part. And then I got caught up kind of in the neighborhood. People want to know who and what, who did it. But what do you, what do you say? You know, do, do you help? The law, or do you help, you know, your neighborhood? So it was, it was it was one hard thing to to keep my head out of the situation, and uh, not that I have anything bad to say about uh, law enforcement. There's some good, but you know, as as I guess that's where I'm getting. As person I looked at, they tried to you know put a jacket on me. Well, hey man, you know your your friend got hit by two different casings, and we found three different casings on the floor. So somebody shot back, you know. So I found myself. And in a dilemma where they were trying to pin something on me, you know, A was self-defense, but still, you know, 
cops are harassing me. You know, do, do I give in to the cops or do I give in to the neighborhood and just live a crazy life? You know, so and I just felt no matter what, no matter what I did, that life life gets to you, you know, and uh, you, get, you get caught up in everything. Yeah, I was lucky. Um, I was lucky that I never got had to experience that part of um, you know because there was gangs around me. Uh, but I grew up in a, in kind of a middle-class neighborhood, uh, up in the Hills and like, I, yeah, I, I went to the, the bad parts of the neighborhood, right. I didn't like, I didn't like being in, in, you know, where I was. And so I would go to, you know, I'd hang out with the riffraff and I'd hang out in bad areas and I'd go there and then I'd come back home and, you know, where I'm safe from everything. And, you know, I, my first run in with, with the gang, was when I got locked up and like, I didn't, I didn't know better. And I thought I was going to be able to, you know, do my, my, my bid by myself. I'm doing my time by myself. I'm not going to get involved in anything. And, you know, I got jumped by some Southsiders and, uh, you know, at that point I was like, all right, well, I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to click up somewhere, you know, with, with somebody, you know, to do the rest of my, my bid. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of a trip, man. It was, I, I, I never wanted to actually get into a gang. I always, I would always say I'm not going to, you know, cause I was, there was the uh, North Siders and North Anos were from my area and, you know, the Sereños are down in the South. And I would always say, uh, man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight for a number unless it has dollar signs in front of it, <laughs> you know? And, and so that, that's kind of how I stuck to it. So yeah, crazy. And so you, there's another thing that you did though. You did a, a, a documentary type of film that you made a part of that got you into um, helping helping the youth. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what it what it was it was a it, it was it was a drama, you know, depicting some of the things more than I talked about. Some of the things that I, I've seen growing up, you know, in, in the neighborhoods or, or in the streets, or and and some had to do with, with real life situations. So me, and my buddy, you know, we. We, my one of my best friends, you know, we no matter what I did, he was there. So when when we lived like the the knucklehead days, he was there. But when we lived the you know the straight life, he was there too. The church life, well, we wrote a drama book because we were tired of seeing our friends being killed. We were tired of seeing you know them being locked up or or just destroying their lives over over drugs and making them wrong. So we, we came together and we put together our, our talents and, and our life story, bro, and. Uh, it, it really, it took off, but we, we went from everywhere from all throughout California, up and down road, you know, New Mexico and back through all states, man. And, uh, we, we did it to, to make a change, bro. And, uh, we were, we were just happy and, and good to see that, you know, that we were able to use our life experiences to, to help people, bro. And then, you know, people basically be packed out with, with people watching it, bro. And people just, you know, seeing, seeing that life, bro, and seeing that we can make a change. It changed a lot of lives. So are there any plans for, you know, future stuff? I know you're doing the podcast and your, you know, your, your creativity and, and stuff that, you know, you're still, you're still in it. Um, but do you have any plans of maybe doing that again and trying to expand on that in, in your, in your area? It's, it's, it's some, it's some, I, I thought about, you know, and uh, it's just, it's just finding the, the people willing to, you know, and right now, like um, I'm, I'm writing a book about, uh, I write a book about my, my experiences and they're more in depth about uh like growing up PK stories that I haven't shared, stories that people haven't heard growing up and then the book growing into getting into when I had kids, getting into when I got marriage and coming into now what I'm doing 
these days, you know. So I, I'll do that. I write a cha- I try to write a chapter every every night or once a night, you know, whenever you know I, I hear something that reminds me. Of, so I'm working on my book, and hopefully by the end of the year, you know, I have, I have something. Like that that's my goal, dude. Awesome, awesome. We got some more uh, some more uh, comments here. Sean, too funny. I wonder about the issues from childhood. I was so isolated and wasn't allowed to do the things my friends took for granted. My experience may be different as my dad was from the mountains of Eastern Kentucky. I was abused and finally I broke a lot of work to do, but once I got through the work, I moved forward and I feel free. That's awesome. I, yeah, Sandy's shared her story with me and uh, you know, I, I, I know exactly what she's talking about there. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm, I'm happy that you were free from, from, you know, the past and were able to move on from it. Uh, we got, uh, the reefer man, more hemp than human. Yo, what's up brother? Said, am I going to get communicated with? Well, we're talking to you now. Hello. (laughs) Gotta be be patient, man. Uh, The thing that people like, it's, I like this, this format, the, the, how we're doing it, but the lag on it and not trying to, you know, interrupt your, the guest or, or people that are speaking, you know, when you're trying to tell your story. And sometimes I, I, I see people that aren't used to it cause you, you work with StreamYard, so you're used to it, but the people that aren't, they get distracted with the, uh, with the comments. So they'll be trying to tell their story and I'll flash up some comments and I'll see them get distracted and they'll start stuttering. So I try to I try to wait for a point to where the guest is done talking about what they're saying, then I'll run through the comments real quick. So it's not that anybody's trying to, you know, ignore you. It's just that's just kind of how I've kind of figured out how to work this thing where it doesn't affect the people that I got on there from their story. If not, may as well just leave and watch this later, right? Possibly. If you wanted to, you can. I mean, you know, it's a free country. You can do what you want, right? But thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it. Sandy, again, love what you do, Sean. I have an interview soon for the book I'm writing to expose what's happening with our citizens who are incarcerated. So love your work. Thank you, Sandy. I know you're a, uh, you're definitely a, uh, uh, a supporter of what I'm doing and I appreciate that. Yeah. Guess I can put stuff in this live chat for y'all and others to read later or now. Yeah, you can do that too. Thank you. Thank you again for checking us out. Uh, reefer man. I support what you do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an advocate for that. So, all right, we're done with that. Let's, uh, let's move into some other stuff. So we share a couple of, of, of likenesses. Um, we both are, are, uh, single dads and we co-parent. Right. We had talked a little bit about that on uh, your show I was on. And I think that's something that uh, we need to definitely address because there's a lot of guys out there that don't even participate in their kids' lives. You know what I mean? They're just, you know, they, they're, they're, they're fathers biologically, but the definition of a father is, is, is a lot more than just impregnating a woman and you know her having a kid and you saying i'm the dad right yeah yeah man, definitely no like my, my it's when, when i i just when when i first when i first had my, my first son like obviously i didn't didn't know what what i was doing didn't know how to be a father you know so in in the beginning stages i, I made i made a lot of a lot of mistakes but as as years went on and i had uh more kids man and uh 
I grew and, and I learned how I learned how to love my kids and, and, and be a, a good father and uh, change some of the things that I grew up learning that I learned from from my my father. You know, yeah, my father was was a past. He was a good guy, but he was he was tough. So all I knew how to do was be tough on my kids. You know, not knowing that uh, I was affecting them. You know, and the, the ways I was acting and things I was saying. But uh, but with the co-parenting and later on later on in the year after having four kids, bro, um, and my marriage not working out. You no, know, it, it was at first it, it was a struggle. It was what what were you gonna do? You know how how are we gonna raise? How am I gonna raise kids? Not just single, but like away from away from being married. Like how do I do it? You know. So it took it took years, bro, for me to uh, get it right. You know, the attitude I had and the anger I had towards my ex. But uh, co-parenting, man, that it's, it's the best and the best experiences that I'm able to do. You know, I'm able to share. You know, dinners and and birthdays and uh, have holidays with with my kids, bro, and and their mom in, in the same room. And it what it does for my kids, bro, they're happy, bro. You know what I mean? We we see it. I've seen other families, bro. But I experienced my friends and and their families are now like my kids and their their friends. And it's not like it, bro. Their their uh their families, their mother and father, they they uh, are separate, but they argue and they fight and they don't do things together. So the the kids, bro, they, they hurt. You know. But I, I want I wanted to change that. I didn't I didn't want my kids to see uh you know my mom and dad fight, you know, my parents fight. I want to see me and their mother fight, you know. I wanted to change that example and show you know what? Yeah, me and your mom we're not married anymore, you know, it ended, but we can still love each other as as parents, you know, and and still give it a good life and be an example. So you know what? We can do this, we can we can be a family, still be happy, but yet both move on with their lives. Yeah, it I, you know, I experienced some of the same things and, you know, a lot of what I went through and, you know, my, my bad behavior, um, was in, in, you know, anger and, you know, uh, being kind of a bully and, you know, being verbally abusive and mentally abusive. Um, you know, and I, you know, I, I was never a, a physical type of person. Like I never really was into physically abusing because I knew I would get in trouble. And, you know, we talked about this before that, you know, doing it the other way around. Yeah. You may be saving yourself, but you're really causing more damage to the, to the people that you're yelling at and, and you're verbally abusing and, and emotionally abusing. It, it's really a lot harder on them because you slap, not saying that I condone this. I'm not saying, you know, go out and you know, instead of, you know, yelling at somebody or calling them names, you go and slap them. But I mean, it, it, if I would have done that, the bruise goes away, you know, the, the pain of that goes away, you know, in a day or two, but when you're calling people names or, you know, attacking their, their, you know, their physical look or anything that, you know, you know what happens when you get into arguments and you start saying stuff that you don't mean most of the time, it's just you, for me, it was, I, I can't hit you. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with the issues that I know you struggle with. And I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hurt you that way. And that is way harsher and way harder to get over in the long run than being physically uh, hurt. Right. Yeah, man. Definitely words. Uh, obviously it's a different type of abuse. You know, there's mental and physical, but that, that mental abuse, I think, well, I never was really, well, my the father really never really had hands on me, you know, because, you know, he, that wasn't him. But, um, yeah, he, he would get angry sometimes and, and say some things, you know. And even to this day, if, if I, if I hear, like, I call my, 
like trigger word, you know, like guys at work, you know, we play around, but then they'll, they'll say a word that I was called maybe when I was younger, you know, and then I get angry, you know what I mean? It, it, it does something to me where like it affects me my day, you know? And I realized, I realized that I didn't, even before that, that same word, when someone would call me, even before this day, I would get mad, I would get snapped. And I, I never really was verbal towards my kids, you know, I, I wanted I wanted them to experience a different life than I did. Yeah, I was I, in. I noticed it in my in my own daughter. Uh, we talked about this as well. When uh, what really got me to stop and take a look at it was uh, my kid. You know, we were yelling at each other in the car in the front seat, passenger seat, and my daughter was in the back seat in her car seat. And I mean, we're in an argument. And it's those arguments when, you know, things are, are, are over and, you know, eat both sides want to want somebody to blame and I'm not hearing her. She's not hearing me. And it's just, just, ah. and my daughter was like out of nowhere, just stop. And she was two years old, maybe two and a half at the most. I think she, it was more like two. And that was like, all right, that's it. You know, what, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing to her? You know, if, if we're not putting her above everything else and making sure that we're being a good example of, of, of what it's to be, to be an adult, to be a person, to be, you know, whatever, um, then yeah, we're, we're just not doing it right. And so at that point, that's when I kind of really started changing everything. And I started looking further inside myself and how to, why, why do I keep going to this particular you know, why is that my reaction all the time? Why do I react to things instead of respond? Why is it so easy for me to trigger and get angry and just go from zero to, to rage like that? And it wasn't until then I really started taking deeper looks into myself that things really started changing. Yeah. I mean, an example, like, uh, with the, with the, um, but the way I am with my, with my kids, you know, my like my boy, like uh, he's, he's getting man, he's pushing sixteen older, you know. So his 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 way of showing his love towards me is uh cracking jokes, you know. He'll he'll, he'll say something like, oh, you know, I'm getting I'm getting bigger than you know, like because the boy's gonna he's shooting up in size. His family, like his uncles and them, they're all over six feet something. His mom is tall, you know. So uh, that that's his way bro, of cracking jokes. You know, we, we can get to a certain point where I don't snap anymore, you know. With, with him and he he he, he sometimes put, pushes my buttons you know yeah i learned bro and, and everything that I, I went through you know he he makes you a better person you know because you know i can say hey, you went too far with this one you know you don't tell your dad this you know but i, I still i still show him love and i correct him when i correct this you know he, he takes it at all his love you know so man i'm a way better person than i think i was a couple years ago well i mean it means you're doing life right right if yeah. you're if you're the same person you were last year and you haven't evolved in some way then you're not doing it right in some aspect you know or, may, or maybe you're just happy being being you know stagnant or you know treading water you know i i'm not you know ever since i got on this journey it uh every day i want to be a better person than i was yesterday you know, I got so tired of having to apologize for something that I did yesterday, today, 
you know, whether it was, you know, I, I, I drank too much and, and caused the scene or I flipped out on somebody or, you know, there was one point where I was, you know, road raging and, you know, in it around the time when people were starting to shoot people for doing that. Right. And so I think what really stopped me from doing that was I had, I was going, I was uh, commuting back to from, I was coming home from work and I'm looking in the rear view mirror and behind me, I see two, a guy get out of his car. And, Cause I'm looking in my, the, the side mirror, I could see him getting out of the car and the other guy gets out of the car and they start brawling right there in, in traffic. Right. And I was like, I wonder, I want, does, is that, is that what I look like? Right. Do I look stupid like that? You know, when I'm flying down the road, chasing somebody in and out of traffic, not paying attention. And, you know, so what's really effective for me and changing my behaviors has been seeing how ridiculous somebody else looks doing what I know that I do. And so that's really been pivotal and and paying attention to that. Do you, have you ever experienced anything like that yourself? Well, I, I, I noticed like when, when I got, when I got into like some of my, I, I call them my dark days. When I got into of the days, and you know, you, you go through life, bro. Like I was going through separation, bro. I was going through this crazy stuff. So I started drinking more than I, I did. And I started dwelling in the coke, but that, that changed my, my mentality and it, and it changed the way I thought. So when, when I was, I would snap up people, like for instance, for work, you know, I would, I would honestly, to be honest, I, I would slack, bro. I wouldn't care. You know, I would, I would talk back. For some reason, I would talk back to authority and I would talk back to my, my bosses and managers. And and before that, I would see people do it, you know, and I would like, you know, why, why, who do the people think they are? Like, what gives them the audacity, you know, why show up if you're not going to do anything? Why disrespect the person that's giving you, you know, job that's, that's provided you with, with a, a way of uh, bringing income, you know? And I started to be that person who I thought I never thought I'd be, you know? Mm-hmm. drinking you know uh, you know at lunch or or doing a line here and there and disrespecting people and i became who i said I'd never be and having to learn and uh as i go back and when i did straighten on change i see people doing it now and i look like how dare you like these that and i'm glad i changed because you know i see it and i, I could have been much more worse and i was just tired of the person i was then yeah, you 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 just explained some of that that something that's called uh, like shadow work, right? Your shadow is your subconscious and the behaviors and the things that you do subconsciously that you don't even realize that you're doing. Um, and so, a part of that is is you know a lot of the times when you see something in other people that you go ah, look at the nerve of them or you know, whatever it is, or you don't like something about somebody's personality, you don't like something about what other people are doing. It's really what you don't like about you and what you don't like about what you do and you project it onto other people. And so that's, you know, learning that that's a tough part, you know, learning that that's how we are and and understanding how the mind works and how that, that shadow um, self is. And we don't get taught that in school. We don't get taught that anywhere. You got to find that shit out for yourself. Yeah, man. Got to be humble for that one. Uh, we got another comment here. We've had a few, but this is one one we'll we'll go ahead and take an answer. Um, so, do y'all use weed? 
I searched weed and filtered to live and found your live stream. Well, James, James, I know doesn't. It 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 it'd be like far far as you know. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's it's been it's been a minute, man. I haven't had stress like I used to. So, as far as myself, I'm an advocate for it. I use edibles to um, kick a seven year opioid opioid addiction to painkillers. And how I did that was, is I just sort of weaned myself off, uh, went half, half, half dose until I got down to two and a half milligrams. And then I switched over to, um, I switched over to edibles and to, to kill the, the withdrawal symptoms, which it didn't kill it 100%, but it made it, it made it tolerable to where I, I didn't feel as sick and, and all that. So I'm definitely an advocate for it. I think it should be legalized. I think it's, I think it's a medicine. I don't, I don't use it recreationally. Like to, you know, like I don't smoke. Uh, if I do anything, it's all, I microdose uh, THC to the point where it's like, you don't get the, the effects or the high, but you still feel the benefits of the, uh, of the medicine. Like as far as like the well being and, and, you know, happy, but you're not high. If that makes any sense. I, I, I don't like it, man. I, I know, I know it, it helps a lot of people, you know, you know, so I, I for me, you know, I, I have my faith and I have beliefs, but I'm, I'm also a real person, you know, if, if, you know, there's something that, that helps you and it's beneficial to you and it doesn't harm you, you know, then why, why not? You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I mean, alcohol, in my opinion, is way worse for you than, than, you know, partaking in, in marijuana, you know, I, I've never seen anybody that gets high on, on, on THC that wants to go and fight people versus when you get drunk on alcohol and want to go, want to go, uh, fight folks. So I just had a discussion about buddy at work too, you know, cause for a while he was drinking for a while. Then he, he stopped and he started smoking and he, when he started smoking, he was all about love, you know? So that, that's very true. He's got this other one here. I don't understand this one. You know, it's odd. You can test positive for THC and get high from industrial hemp, which is federally legal in the USA, and you cannot test positive for THC and get high from what legally considered not not. Yeah, I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't understand that one. But, yeah, I mean, it it is crazy that le- we, marijuana is legal to buy recreationally in some states like California it is, but you can still not get hired for a job if you test positive on on the pre-screen, on the pre-drug screen. I think they need to figure that out. Um because I I don't I don't think that's right. Yeah that that's that's a great area, man. You know people are hey well, well my I won't say where I work but at my boss he doesn't he doesn't encourage it. But he will knock it. So what you do, you do at home. Don't don't bring it around, you know. So as long as you keep it personal and private, you know, it doesn't bug nobody. Yeah. All right. So let's move into your show. Let's talk a little bit about your show before we wrap this up. It's seven thirty nine. I don't have anything planned after this. So I mean, if it goes long, it goes long. But you know, I usually try to keep it around an hour. That's a that's a good that's a good time. That's a good spot. Good sweet spot yeah. for people's uh, commutes. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so yeah, the the podcast man that that came out of uh, 
it, it, it came out of a dark place, but it came at the good at the same time. You know, uh, I started like, for instance, you know, why did you start a podcast? Because you listen to podcasts. You know, you listen to this person or that person, so you you feel like I was just hearing podcasts about you know paranormal weird stuff. You know, conspiracies, all all that all that good stuff that you're into. And uh, I thought like for everything that I've been through and, and the stuff that I'm talked about, there's people out there that been through a lot worse. You know. Like growing up and in the ministry, I, I see my dad taking people off the streets. I seen, you know, people that were man in the gutter, straight hooked on drugs, alcohol, prison, and then they come change, you know, and they got a backstory. So here in their story as a little kid, I remember people and I remember seeing them change. So, you know, one day I was listening, like I wanted, I wanted to do more, you know, I I wanted to leave something for my my family, leave something for my kids, leave a voice, you know, because I always knew that. I was called to do something and I always knew that I had a gift somewhere. My gift was always talking to people, learning about them. So the podcast, man, uh, just thinking and, and I know a dream came to me and a guy, I, one day God said, you know, you listen to podcasts, I'll start a podcast, you know, get people stories, share the stories, you know, share their triumphs, share their downfalls, share their beginnings, you know, that just came out of, it came out of love for people. It came out of love to spread a little light, to make a little change, man. Yeah, absolutely. So who who would you say has been was your biggest influence of somebody that you listen to? As what was as any podcast man, I, I listen to uh, Sam Tripoli, you know, you know, I listen to all those conspiracies where darkness is, but um basically the people I listen to is uh, right now, man, my big influence from here and that is my my pastor Mike, you know, he uh you know, he speaks life into you, you know, he he speaks life into me and it, hearing him speak, you know, it if if he can do it and he gets so much love. Why can't I, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mine was Joe Rogan. I listened to him for two years, religiously every day, eight hours a day. And I caught up damn near on almost all of his episodes from, you know, what he had on, on the catalog there. Uh, his first ones, I, I never, I never listened to his first one yet. Uh, I know it's, it's somewhere. I think it's on his Spotify now, but I just, I, I jump around, you know, I'll, I'll go from one, one that I listen to, to another one, to, you know, if I'm interviewing somebody that, that I have, that's has a podcast, I'll listen to their first episode. I'll listen to their last episode. So I can sort of see their, their progression that they have. Um, Sam Tripoli. I, I like Sam Tripoli. How I found Sam Tripoli or the people that I had on last night, Deborah got, gets red pilled. Um, I, I uh, got to them through Sam Tripoli. And Truthzilla is another one that I found to them. I'm actually putting together an episode right now. I'm I'm in the talk with uh, Sam Tripoli uh, to get him, Deborah gets red pilled, and Truthzilla all together because we all we all uh, struggled with addiction, and we all found us three found each other through um, finding Sam's uh, podcast first. Yeah, what 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 it turned out? I don't. I forget the host, but it's a Snap Judgment. I don't know if you heard of them. Mm-mm. Snap Judgment. That that's that's a good podcast. It's it's, it's storytelling. You know, it's uh near near arts kind of you know, but it's just it's just stories of uh triumph. You know, just uh everyday everyday people making good noise, man. That that one, you know, keeps me going throughout my day. Yours too, you know. I just try to listen to podcasts that. And keep my mind going, keep my mind focused on, on good things, man. Yeah, it's crazy how they work, how many rabbit holes you can go down 
you know, when you listen to a show for long enough, then you find a host that, or not a host, but a guest that kind of you resonate with, and then you start following them, and then you find another person that you follow them, and before you know it, you know yeah. it's you're, you're on like a podcast family tree. <laughs> I, I think I started. I started listening to uh, Weird Darkness, right? And then from there, it went. It went from Sam. It went to like. The Slat Squatch Club. They went to like I'm um, right now. I probably got like 50, 60 podcasts on, on my phone that I try to li- I try to listen to on a basis, and it's it's crazy. I, I actually I actually got some uh, or my, the niche is different, you know. But I I find myself uh I find myself wanting to talk about different topics, you know. Like I got in my mind like I I, w- I want to start another podcast, but I, w- I want to start talking about you know real life situations, just everything paranormal, weird stuff, you know. Not public, but just whatever conversations, and it gets me motivated to go in. And uh, I get I get emails, you know, people want wanted to come on, and I I got what's some about some flat Earth dude, you know, that's been on time triply. Like I'm into that, but it's not it's not for this podcast, you know. Maybe it's for another one. So maybe that's what I'll, I'll do with the next couple of months. Maybe start another podcast, get that type of stuff that I'm into, but it's not not for this platform, obviously. Yeah, the guy that you're talking about is David Weiss, and. Did- is that him? Yeah, huh? Yeah, it's David. It's David. David Weiss or David Weiss, one of the two. But he's a he's a one of the guys that's running around right now about the flat Earth and trying to push his uh, app. Yeah, his app. I, I interviewed him. It's in. It's in. It's in the. Uh, it's in the queue. The ne- the never ending queue of of fifty episodes that I have that that never seem like they're ever going to come out. Um, you you ever have any that you haven't? Yeah, when I in my first in my first run, I did like 19 episodes, and then I had to go back to work. Um, and and it uh, I got those out, but there was like maybe six or seven that I never got to. And I just, I mean, once you got like those ones, it like none of it was relevant. I didn't feel like it was relevant to put them out. Um, but with these, the 50 that I had, like I was, I've been releasing from May and the only reason I've been doing it is because in May we're in a lockdown and we're still somewhat in a lockdown. We're in the purple in California, right? So you still can't go and sit in a restaurant. You have to eat outside. So we're kind of in the same, like everything that we were talking about in May of 2020 is still relevant today, which is crazy, right? I mean, how does that work? I, I think I think most most of my episodes came out of the pandemic. I actually caught COVID for a while when I was caught up. I was caught up in the room. I probably did like two or two or three recordings a day, trying try to stay busy, man. Yeah, I, that's that's where I got buried. That's that's how I got buried because I switched up my whole um, the way that I get guests, so it streamlined it a little bit more to where it's kind of automated it, and, and and like there's not a whole lot of back and forth that goes on. It's like I shoot you something, you choose. I get it. I shoot it back with a calendar invite and it's got everything in it. And at that point in time, it was like, everybody was looking for something to do. Right. And I'd literally would get six, uh, eight, eight bookings in one day. I had two days that I would record and I had them all like eight hours. And at 12 o'clock I'd take a lunch break. And so those two days got booked up. Like sometimes I was doing 16 to 15, uh, in two days. And that happened, that went for like six weeks. Until I had to shut it down and go, I can't do this. What am I going to do? Well, because it was fun. I was having fun, 
right? It was, I was building that muscle, learning how to communicate, learning how to talk, learning how to listen, learning like, oh God, I didn't like the way this sounded. So let me, let me not say those things anymore. Right. Or, or just sort of tuning in like what I wanted to, to sound like and like learning what I don't like about how I sound. And so that really played a big part in it. And uh, I'm glad that I did it, but now, you know, I'm sitting on a bunch of episodes that need to come out and still doing these live streams as well. I, I think I've, I've had some, like I, I love my niche and I love people's stories, but like a, what, like this one time I got this dude that he was telling me some crazy story and he flat out said, you know, I'm, I'm like, this is where I, how new I was, you know, if, if I would have was seasoned and knew how to conversate at that time, I, I would have brought him in more and got more dialogue, but, this is what like made me build my he called himself Jesus, you know, and, and me and I need and me knowing I know I, I should have I should have not chewed it up, but I should have dug into it. But you know, that's that's the past and I, that was when I was newer, but now I'm, I'm more seasoned and kinda know what I'm doing more and getting better at every day as I go. Yeah, that's the great part about it, man, is that it's it's you're learning a lot about a lot of different things, especially depending on the topics and the, and the guests that you have on. I know that you're kind of narrowed in on a niche, but if you, you know, maybe when you start a new one or expand out a little bit, because I was, I was focused on one, like bottoms, life struggles or life challenges and how my guests got through it. But what I was finding is, is like, man, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of hard stuff. Cause some of these stories are, are hard stories, right? You know, and talking about things, you know, somebody being raped at, at a certain age or, you know, addiction and all everything that goes along with that. And so to have that every episode, I was like, ah, you got to break it up a little bit with something, you know, with maybe variety or whatever it is, you know, choose something a little different to break up some of these, some of these stories. And it seems to work. Um, you know, well, at least it, it seems to be working for me. Yeah, that's that's something I'm I'm I'm, I'm open to. Like my my first my first guest that that I had that was off topic was uh, was Jeffy Desovic, mm-hmm. and he was he was convicted of a of a crime and sentenced to prison for something he didn't do. And that's when I started opening my mind. You know, these people have stories that that aren't so crazy. You know, but still need to be heard and, and shared. And his outcome, you know, he beat in the system, and you know, look now and doing good. You know. Yeah, he's actually a lawyer. He he took his, he took his situation and turned around and used it to push himself to learn to go to law school and learn the law and learn how to protect people and help people that are in his same situation. Yeah, that's that's I was, I'm, I'm working on. You know, I got I got a few people lined up with some pretty good. That's been on, that's been on your show actually. That they would a message me say, oh, I was on Sean's show, you know, so if, if they're on your show, of course they're good. They're going to bring good content and they're going to bring good uh, life to my podcast. That's awesome, man. I was going to ask you if you want that last one I did one Oh six, not the last one, but one Oh six with the dude that just got out of uh, Paul Kratzis. He did the 30 years. Uh, he, he was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole for a conspiracy drug charge. Um, got, he didn't, he did, he fought the case. Uh, he lost, took it to trial and they gave him life without parole and somehow he was able to uh figure out uh, when when Trump did the uh first step act when he signed that into into law there was not some loopholes but there was some some language in there that allowed him to be able to uh qualify for compassionate release 
and they took a look at it and uh, they let him out and he's been out since uh, the 10th, the 10th of this month. So he spent over 30 years, you know, not, not almost 30 years in prison, but I through the whole process. It ended up being more than, than 30. So yeah, he's looking to be on other shows and tell his story. So if you, if you're interested, man, let me know and I'll shoot you his contact. And send, send them away. Anything that's positive, encouraging, man. People want to share the voices. That's why I started my podcast, you know, to get people's stories and their voices heard. Yep, yep. And I think that, you know, this is becoming a real popular medium for folks, um, you know, because, I mean, we can't do it. We can't do anything, right? You can't go out to the normal things that you would normally do, especially for, like, authors. Um, you know, how are they going to get, you know, book signings and stuff like that when they're not having them? So this is the next medium that they're able to do, right? I mean, because if you're not tuning into mainstream media and watching watching all that, then you're tuning into other alternative media sources like myself and you, uh, or YouTube, or you know whatever it is that's replacing that. And you're getting a lot more value in the content that you're seeing on YouTube or some of these independent creators uh, or content creators than you are getting on the mainstream uh, platforms and the mainstream, uh, you know, like CBS, NBC, you know, all of that uh, programming. <laughs> they call it programming for a reason, folks. <laughs> and it's good. I've, I found myself getting a couple of authors and it's, you know, I first when I started it was just people I knew, you know, and now by word of mouth, people coming in, it's uh, it's good to know that people want to come on and they and they want to share, and I'm glad that it, we people like us can give them a platform for voices to be out there and uh, just uh, get get them her get them heard, man, get it out there. Yeah, exa- exactly. And if anybody out there is, uh, you know, you, you thought about podcasting or maybe you like, hey, this seems like something that, you know, I've been wanting to do or maybe you have uh, you want to use it as a marketing leg of your business that you have um, come over to uh, Clubhouse. Wednesdays, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, my friend Maria and myself, she she has a podcast called Successfully Chaotic. You know who she is. She's in the Indie Pods group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we get together there every Wednesday mm-hmm. and yeah, we you know introduce other podcasters to each other. Uh, it's basically a hangout for us to to find out more about other podcasters and also ask questions about things, you know, monetization, uh, tech stuff, you know, the kind of equipment that you're using, what's working for you, um, branding, marketing, all that stuff we talk about and you know answer questions, you know, because we've all done it. I mean, I'm a I'm a one man show. Yeah. I can agree one man show they're, they're not easy, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I had to learn all this stuff on my own and through YouTube videos, through failing, through failing forward. Um, so yeah, if you into it, drop by, uh, I got some invites too. If you, uh, shoot me an email and want to invite to, uh, clubhouse, uh, let me know it's, uh, nowhere to go, but up now at gmail.com. It's only for iPhone users right now, so it's uh, it's in beta testing, uh, but it's getting really popular. There's a lot of folks on there, a lot of different rooms that you can get into. So yeah, if you if you want an invite, uh, shoot me an email and I'll uh, and and I'll invite you. Are you have you tried out Clubhouse yet? I've I've I made a profile, but uh, you need like you said, you need an invite, right? Yeah, you did. You haven't been invited. 
No, well, I'm I'm tr- I'm trying to find like the well, I know the group is, but um, I just got I got I got to get an invite and just get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, shoot me shoot me your phone number, man, and I'll uh and I'll and I'll invite you. I think I got like six more left. For sure, yeah. Like, I've I downloaded it and I got it all together. So, you know, it's it, a good way to network. You know, get where good way to meet people. So let's why not just do it? That's yeah, I shoot it to you. Yeah, it's really good for uh for networking because usually when you when you start talking to people because you've got your your uh, Instagram link to it and you've got your Twitter link to it and people will follow you and they'll, a lot of the times they'll go and they'll hit your you know because basically your your profile is almost like your resume of what you do what your who you are like what your what your your jam is basically you know if you're a podcaster if you're a musician if you're an artist if you're any of that stuff. So it's really interesting. It reminds me a lot of the old school. Um, uh, remember the chat lines, the party lines you used to call on the telephone. Oh, the, the, yeah, the P line. Yeah, yeah, the, the, on, the, on the phone line, right? You know, the, yeah. love, it reminds me of that, but it's just way more uh, uh, structured. You know, you don't know who you're going to talk to or who you're going to get when you're on the phone, right? Cause you can't see any profiles or anything like that. This one, you can actually see who you're talking to. You can look at them. You can go, okay, well, I want to follow them. I like what they're saying. I like, I like hearing what they're talking about. So it's a little bit, a little bit different, a little better in my opinion. Yeah. Can can we try it out? Yeah, for sure. Do uh, put your, give me your phone number in the, uh, in the messenger and I'll, uh, I'll do that once we get off this. Sure. So we're at about uh, that time right now. Um, I've got all your social media and everything that I have in the uh, in the description. I'll just go ahead and, and flip it out over here. If you want to uh, follow James and the the from the Dust podcast, uh, you can follow him on Instagram. He's also on Facebook as well. Facebook, yeah. Uh- all the major uh, streaming platforms, major streaming platforms. The uh, uh, from the Dust Podcast is on Spotify. And I, are you are you on are you on iTunes or just Spotify? Apple, Apple Google, Spotify, Alexa, okay. TuneIn, all, all the major ones. Where I'm pretty sure wherever you look, you can you can find it. All right, cool. And you're also on YouTube as well. So if you don't want to uh, catch the audio, you can always catch the video. video. Uh, I I should have thrown yours up here right now, but I, I checked yours out. Uh, today, when I got your YouTube uh, address, um, you're doing uh, you're doing okay. You're doing good. Yeah, so slowly build, man. But uh, it's uh, excited, man, to see what, what's what's to come. And in the book suggestions, I usually do this sometimes. Um, the book for you was the Bible. That's yeah, been your getting getting to the word. You know, not a lot of people read the Bible, but man, there's there's a lot of good fruit that comes out of it. Man, I acknowledge that. I read daily, you know, and it helps me get through my day. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, man. I don't, I don't knock anybody for their beliefs and what they choose to follow. They choose to to believe in. I mean, we all, you know, it's all about making your life work for you and what's best for you and your family and what and and what works for you to be the most productive person that you can be in your life and for the people around you, right? Yeah. So Definitely. yeah. If that works for you, man, more power to you, and I'm going to support that no matter what. So, yeah, definitely, thanks, man. Appreciate it. <clears throat> yep. Um, so, yeah, that's it. If you got anything else that you want to plug, uh, right now be the time to do it. I just, yeah, go ahead, uh, check me out, man. If you, if anybody has, has a story or 
you know, test me on the share, man. Let's get it out there. We'll get your voice heard. Awesome. There you go, man. He's willing to have you on his show and, and tell your stories. Same here. You know, if you resonate with what I'm putting out and what I'm doing, uh, hit me up either through, you know, email, social media, wherever it is. Uh, I'm very easy to find. Uh, just look me up on uh, YouTube or not YouTube, but well, you can look me up there, but look me up on uh, Google and I'm pop up the first thing, nowhere to go, but up podcast. And if not, then go to my link tree. That's actually the best way to figure out where to, to connect with the show. All my social media is there. All of the you know ways that you can support the show monetarily, uh, Patreon, all that stuff. If you even want to book a guest spot, you know that's the place to find it. So yeah, with that, what's that? I gotta I got, I got start catching up to you, bro. What's that? 100, 100 what episodes? I'm, I'm at forty. My 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 goal this year is to get a. Another forty, and just get eighty out for the year, you know, and the the book. So yeah, I got got a lot going on. Well, your episode right now, this one is a hundred and ten, and like I said, I got forty seven, maybe forty six in the hopper. Um, I, I'm not going to be doing any more live streams. I think for the rest of the month, and let because I got a surgery coming up, so I'm going to start diving into those those back ones and just releasing them i'm not going to do a whole lot of editing to them they're just kind of going to get out i need i need to get them out of my out of my hair <laughs> you know I, I have a few that i gotta that i've saved up just in case you know something happens so i, I gotta get those out too all right man well i appreciate you coming on the show james uh i hope everybody enjoyed talking to or listening to you as much as I enjoyed talking to you and learning more about you and your story and how to find you and your podcast. So um, we'll be talking more. I'm definitely going to help you out with the, uh, you know, the guest booking process and kind of, kind of get you in, in streamlined with what I'm doing and how I do mine. That way it'll make it a lot easier for you. Definitely. Thanks. Yep. You're welcome. And for the rest of you out there that are paying attention and watching and, and following along, thank you. I appreciate the support and uh, have a great weekend. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a long-time methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue-collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.